Hi everyone, what's your highlight of the week? Thank you for joining us again tonight. This is MIT podcast. MIT stands for Mindset into Transformation. I'm Benjamin Huang, your host tonight. Here we have conversation with people who have done extraordinary things in their life, how their mindset shift to help them achieve it. We discuss their story of success and the mindset that drive them into achieving the impossible. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Today we have a special guest joining us, Inder Lang. Inder is an active real estate investor doing high-end fix and flip in Hawaii. You must listen in to his story and how he created his massive success. Let's dive in and listen to what Inder has to share with us. Thanks for coming to our show, my friend. How are you doing? Thank you, guys. Thank you. Aloha, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm very blessed to be able to speak and share my knowledge and share my abundance in life to everybody else out there. That's my goal is everyone to succeed in life. I appreciate you, man. Um, are you currently in Hawaii? Yeah, I'm born and raised in Hawaii. Uh, I was born on a pot farm in Hilo, a water catchment and generator, um, just different way of being born and raised, um, grew up in yeah, grew up in beautiful Hawaii. Got a business degree, got an engineering degree, um, which is great. You know, being an engineer is, is great money, but I wanted more in life. I wanted more than you know that that um, that where that job would take me. Wanted to be the millionaire. Wanted to have millions of dollars, of course. Deep, deep drive to have more. I was going to ask about your background, but you just gave it to me. <laughs> I'm so so used to do a lot of um, podcasts and interviews, and I, I got it. I got it down. But yeah, so cool. more into my my background, my story, I guess. Um, started flipping uh, 2013. Uh, did some wholesale deals. Bought my own place at the time. Lived in it. Fixed it up. DIY. DIY. Sold it. I did a flip, you know, first year, did a few, second year, three, four, the next year. Uh, we've done 120 flips now, about 130 million in buy and sells. Um, we currently are doing 18 flips, about uh, 25 million in flips right now. Um, we have another seven in across the U.S., so we're whole, we're flipping across the U.S. Um, we also have a wholesaling company where we wholesale nationwide. Um we are more picky on that kind of our wholesales. We, we don't just do all types of wholesales. We do more. Uh, we're, we're just a little more picky on those kind of deals. Um, and and I'm a big advocate for rentals. We have 156 uh, rentals where we're burying or in the process of burying a lot of them out. Uh, we also have multifamily and we're in the process of buying a shopping center right now. And um, I love every avenue of real estate, and I love sharing it all. And um, we are the largest flippers here in Hawaii and been flipping for years. And um, we've scaled Hawaii when no one else thought you can scale it. And, um, you know, somebody's wow. going to do it, so it might as well be us. <laughs> Main change to Hawaii. <laughs> awesome. So let's uh, do a, you know, let's take a step back. Let's talk about how you get started. Mm-hmm. Um when you just get into real estate, what what push you in, or, or or what 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 happened to you? You know, make you decide. You know, real estate is where I'm going to go in. That's a good question. Because um, I 
had an engineering degree, an electrical engineering degree, it's, it's good money. You know, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, my f- classmates were making 100, 200,000 out of college, which is, is great money. Um, but I just knew I wanted more in life. I've always had deep goals. Uh, I've write down my goals. I wrote down my goals this morning. Um, <laughs> funny thing about goals is I think I always uh, limit myself and my goals are too small. Um, but I've always... <laughs> I've always wanted to have, uh, you know, a lot more in life. And, and, uh, there was one point in my life when my, I knew real estate had to be, uh, had to be a part of my life. I knew I had to have real estate as part of my life. Somehow I started hanging around, uh, this uh, country club, outrigger canoe club. It's very successful canoe club, uh, successful people, I should say. And they either, they did real estate or, or they had real estate as part of their of their um, portfolio, so I knew real estate had to either be, you know, they did real estate to get successful, or they have real estate now that they are successful. So I knew real estate had to be like oh, part of my life, and uh, from there I started looking at well, an agent makes you know whatever three percent of a deal, which is great, and don't get me wrong, they can that's a great service industry and so forth. But I didn't want to be on that service industry. I want to be my own boss. I want to be the guy making the 97% to the deal. You know, I want to be the guy, you know, owning the properties. And, um, um, and I took that feeling and just went with it. And, and, um, yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, real estate makes the most, you know, millionaire, right? So, I mean, a a lot of successful people has some sort of association with real estate. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, you 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 said you were an electrical engineer, right? Yes. Yes. Um, did you get the the major, you know, or a degree out of a, a college or something? And yeah, yeah, um, I got a I got a degree from University of Hawaii. It took me six years. I was uh, uh, it was a very hard degree. It took me longer. I was playing too much at the beginning of my degree, so it take me a little longer. <laughs> Um, was it worth it? The six years? I mean, it was, it's worth it. Actually, no, I don't think college is worth it. Honestly, I think college is a waste of time. Unless you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or that's your profession, I think you should take those four years and go be great at whatever you want to do. If you want to be a carpenter, go be great at being a carpenter. If you want to be, you know, you want to do real estate, go um, intern under somebody or go d- learn that business itself. Um I, I mean, I'm not going to knock college because we're taught we're supposed to learn it. But uh, I think now our society is really changing that that mindset of college and um, that and you don't necessarily need to go that route to become successful. You know, you can learn on your own. You can pay for courses. You know, we are creating our own course here shortly. Um, you can do a lot of self-learning now because it's all out there on on the Internet, you know. Yeah, so information are everywhere right now. You don't have to yeah. go to college to get those. You used to, to to you know, require to go to college. Um, okay, so uh, why fix and flip? I mean, a lot of people have talked about, you know, when the markets goes up and down, uh, mm-hmm. fix and flip is uh, more on the risky side, right? And apparently you, you, you're doing it in a massive, you know, scale. Yeah. Why? I mean, right now the market is what it is, right? But I'm buying. This is the best time to buy right now. Um, when everyone is waiting to buy at the right time, 
is you should be buying. You need to be in front of everybody. You don't need to be with everybody. Um, so right now we're buying you know as much as we possibly can, it, and we're just finding great deals. So remember, we are investors. We are not a a homeowner. So people um, sometimes get confused with the two difference. A real estate agent, for example, they're constantly talking about interest rates and and all that kind of stuff. We don't really care about that stuff. We care about the deal. So we want to buy low and sell, you know, right. So that's the model. No matter what market it is, buy low and sell right. So still do that. Just buy, you know, if the market drops, you're buying lower. If the market rises, you're buying higher. It doesn't dictate. Um, we're investors, so we we we. Every investor out there doesn't just stop their business because of market changes. I mean, the biggest investors out there are still buying um, to the yeah. smallest. Um, so, with that said, yeah, we are always buying. We I'm not a risky type of buyer. I'm very risk mitigated. I guess that's how we lasted so long. I'm very conservative in our numbers, longer hold times, bigger rehab budgets. Um, and your ARV is really important number. We're very conservative in that. I guess that's how we last so long is to always be conservative in your numbers and um, to just do research on everything you're doing. Whatever it is you're doing, you want to be the expert at that. You know, fixing flipping, for example, is our expertise. So when I go look at a house, I know that house, what it's sold for in the neighborhood, what other houses have sold for with the withdrawns, what's active, um, what's going on down the street. Um, I want to know, I want to be the expert at, on that house. So when a realtor asks me something, you know, because ultimately it's my money at stake. So it's mm-hmm. not the realtor's money. It's not anybody's money. So um, right. I, I'm, I need to be the expert on that house. And yeah. Um, yeah. Do you still uh, personally go check out the deals before we make a decision to buy and uh, personally look at the numbers, things like that? I look at, I mean, I look at the numbers. The numbers are what is most important to me is what we are. Um, the numbers mean everything. I, I'm very much looking at the data, looking at comps, looking at everything. And then we will look at a house once we get it under contract. So during our inspection phase, that's when I'll, I'll, I'll go look at a house, not mm. necessarily before we're in contract. Because the coolest thing about real estate is we have an option period to purchase a house. Um, you know, you buy a stock and you have to buy that stock right away. There's no, there's no like fire. But in real estate, we, we have a due diligence. We have a period to back out of the deal. So that's pretty cool about real estate. You have this, this said period um, to say yay or nay. And, um, that's the, you know, that's the coolest thing about real estate is we don't have to commit and tell, you know, we're hundred percent sure. Awesome. So since most of our, uh, audience or listener, they're newer investor yeah. and, uh, I would bet some of them are going into fix and flip yeah. right? as a, as a, as a senior and extremely successful fix and flipper what would you recommend them to do, you know, um, what kind of homework they need to do and, you know, what kind of, you know, mindset they need to prepare themselves? That's a great question. I mean, there's 
it's 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 a it's a whole new world i think real estate it's its own language the terms um, we made our we made a podcast the other day about all the terms of real estate and it blew up because the terms itself can be a whole different world understanding it getting you know i just heard the other night somebody threw, threw the word burr the burr process around and she didn't really understand it you know so just the, all the terms and all the different understanding of it all uh, is very hard on its own. But the best place to start, I think, was um, just buying a house, buying your own personal house, just the process of going through it, the motion of going through um, escrow and having an inspection period and doing uh, the process of it all is by far the best teaching you can possibly do um, buying your own house because then you get familiar with with just the process. And I always tell people the best, best place to start is to go get a loan from a bank. Go down to a small credit union, go to a local bank in your town and, and tell them I want to buy a house. And they'll ask for all your stuff, you know, spend two hours on your Saturday. You know, it's, it's worth it. Spend a couple hours there at the bank, set an appointment and uh, give them all your financials if you have your tax returns, whatever. And even if they tell you, you know, oh, you're only qualified for 100 grand or 200 grand, um, go buy something. It, just buy something. Learn the, the process. Just the process. The best time to buy real estate was 10 years ago. Second best time to buy is now. And the worst time to buy is tomorrow. Um, you know, so the coolest thing about real estate is it goes up over time. It, it, we were, we were just at the Bigger Pockets conference, and that David Green opened up with that. That right. in real estate, like you can look like a hero or great, no matter. In thirty years, you know, it's you're fine. You look like a you're a genius, you exactly. know. So exactly. that's the, the um, coolest thing about it all. So right, right, and especially right now, we're in the economy that uh, basically government is only going to create more currency, right, and the asset are just so many, right? So the price tag to each asset is certainly going to go up higher, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, over, if, over if 30 year time, yeah, it's, it's inevitable <laughs> over 30. Yeah, if you're trying to, you know, fix and flip over a year or two years right now, yeah, you want to buy right and so forth. Um, but um, if you're just learning to start, just go buy your own house. And and that the reason be deeper behind that is what you're just talking about is leveraging government money leveraging f available money that's super available an fha loan if you're a va getting a va loan um, i bought my first house with one percent down because of all the great loan programs out there for first-time home buyers and um utilizing all that f i don't want to say free money but it's cheap money like two three four five six percent is pretty cheap money um and leveraging that money to work for you that's ultimately what you're doing with, with the buying a house, you're leveraging our government's money or whoever's money to buy you something and and generate value, you know, uh, so much more than exactly. you realize. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so let's, let's talk about um, next step, right? I mean, so apparently you have been getting a, a lot of success. Uh, what do you see yourself to you know, expand to say in the next couple of years and ultimately what, what, what do you want to achieve? Yeah, I have a huge, um, vivid vision, a great book, by the way, read guys. I have a huge vivid vision. I just bought and, the book. 
yeah, it's a great mm -hmm. uh, book to and to write it all down. Right, um, I did a great uh, a great thing that a couple of weeks ago as we I wrote down my vivid vision. It was great. It was so great to do. Um, but you no, know, we see we're opening up a huge co-working space, so we're kind of creating a kind of our own culture in a sense where we'll have like-minded people all around us. So we'll have a huge office with all kinds of events and st things going on over here, which we're super excited about. Um, um, we're trying to buy more bigger properties and bigger deals. So we're doing more multifamily, more uh, commercial spaces and things like that. Same concept. Real estate is very similar concept in, in an, all of it all. Um, and we're just trying to scale the flipping company. And I have a great team behind me that I'm trying to build and let them um, take that over as well. Um, we do about 30 a year. We're going to try to get to 90 a year in Hawaii. That's relatively 90 million a year. So it's not, you know, if you're in Ohio, which we have 16 houses in Ohio, 90 a year is a little different. Um, yeah. So we're in Hawaii and we're going to try and scale that up to try to get up to 100 million a year in, in fix and flips, which is um, definitely a feat in its own. Um, I, I talk to a lot of flippers out there, but I don't know too many people who do uh, high volume in, in dollars. And um, somebody's going to do it. And that's how I look at every deal. Somebody's going to figure it out. So is it going to be you or somebody else? Very cool. Very cool. Um, the other thing you talk about is you're scaling up, right? You're you getting into larger project, yeah. larger asset, right? What's the, what's the idea on that? Have you always been think, seeing that? as a path forward or is there yeah. a, a certain mindset you know change at a certain timing what was that with the scale of larger projects larger assets now we've gotten a lot more investors involved and we want to make a great return for them as well and we just need more deals and the next way to grow is to get into larger um, multifamily commercial space we're buying a, a commercial space right now where we have to raise a million and a half um, for our investors and it makes it just gives them more opportunity to them because the number one person to me is, is our investors I want to really want them to make high returns I want to get their money back as soon as I can so I we can reuse it we can they can reinvest it it's my two main goals is to um, keep our investors just you know coming back for more in a sense and we we pay higher returns than everybody else and I'm all right with paying more to them um, because then I can do more with them and they can stay with me longer. And um, I, I love um, growing and making everyone successful that's coming with me for this ride. Awesome, awesome. Um, in there, you mentioned about the, the uh, vivid uh, visions that, uh, that, that you, you've been reading. Is there some other books that you would recommend people who just get started into a real estate should read and, um, you know, basically key ideas of the books they recommended? Yeah, um, I love reading books. I do a lot of books on tape. I listen to 1.5, so I always listen to it fast when I drive a lot. Um, the Goal is my number one book um, right now. The Goal is a, just a great book to just define where you want to go to in life and mm -hmm. and what is whatever you're doing what's the goal 
you know, as we're talking on this podcast, what's the goal, you know, as we are making our social media, what's the goal, who, who are we talking to? And then looking at the bottlenecks be- behind that goal, what is preventing you from achieving that goal? And I look at everything I do now differently because of that book that, you know, defines, okay, you know, for social media, for example, I, I want to do social media, but wh- why do I want more followers? No, I don't want more followers. I want to meet the right audience. I'm trying to talk to to investors only. So my audience, my goal for social is to get more investors, to meet more successful people, not necessarily grow followers. So now with everything I do, I think of, think of what's the goal. Um, Miracle Morning's great book. Um, uh, I can't even think of it. There's so many I have. I should pull them up. <laughs> I'll pull them it's up. It's all right. It's all right. I mean, you can you can I show, show that you can stuff. always say I, I met Robert one time. I do a lot of books books on tape uh, or you know the the uh, iPhone book. Um, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, one one more one more question that that we um, kind of touch you know uh, ask most of our guests that's come to our podcast is that um, the biggest challenge that they have faced. Yeah. You know, uh, in their real estate career, you know, either currently or when they just just started, and 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 how how you overcome that and 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 the mindset shift process. I would love to tell you it's easy. I love you to tell you guys it's simple and that, that the problems are the problems get greater and greater as you scale. I mean, if you want to scale, what it is 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 your comfort zone, and that's what problems are. Problems are. It's because it's outside of your understanding or outside your comfort zone. You know, when we, you know, we are, we don't know how to cross the street because we're lost and that's a problem. It's outside of our comfort zone. We never used a crosswalk before or so forth. And so once you learn how to cross the street, you learn how to, you know, do the next thing and the next thing. You're, I think problems in this business are, are, are comfort zones that are uncomfortable and are for us to push into bigger, bigger, um, bigger comfort zones for really and that's what i i see in my life is i'm pushing my comfort zones into bigger and bigger things or i can choose not to and just stay right where i am at you know and that's what we, we all are doing from whatever level you're at if you haven't flipped a house you're working your full-time job um you have your normal life set up your friends and your life and now you're pushing your comfort zone to do something different new out of your security out of your realm you got to ask are you willing to push that comfort zone and and that will tackle some of your greatest problems because man you'll go to some big headaches in this business some big problems and big shifts and um if you don't know either one how to figure it out um, stay calm and figure it out. That's one of our company models here is to figure it out um, uh, because there's often no one else to lean on, no one else to figure it out, and uh, there's no one else to, um, uh, you know, as uh, as a business owner, there's so many different hats you have to, mm-hmm. to, to wear. You know, I can't. I have to be great at everything. I have different hats when I go talk to the, my team members. I have to understand and know. And um, the problems will get hard, and they will be diff- something you've never done before. And never. But that's what it takes to be an entrepreneur is to exactly. figure out the solutions to those problems or find the answers elsewhere. Um, 
best way to do things is to copy. Honestly, you find what others have done and copy. You don't need to reinvent this, the wheel. You know, you can, mm -hmm. you can do what other successful people have done and copy. And that's, that's kind of my motto. <laughs> I take, I was good at that in high school. I copied uh, some book reports or something. I'm a horrible uh, writer and I copied some book reports awesome. and uh, yeah, I don't want to say to do that, but do <laughs> what others do. And, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, to be honest, when we were back in schools, you know, uh, copying from some other people's or, yeah. or from some other books, those are considered cheating. Yeah, right? of course. But, but that is not the real world. You know, when yeah. you're dealing with things, you better learn what, you know, from the mistake, not just from, you know, made by you, but also made by others. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's just being more efficient. <laughs> that's the yeah. word of it. It's not cheating. It's just being more efficient. And that's what that's what business is about is being more efficient. So you can do more. You know, exactly. if I if I spent, you know, five hours writing a book report or copied it, and I was able to do something else, it just makes you more efficient. Right. And that's what business is, you have to be efficient as, as you can be. Yeah, awesome. Um, so, uh, Indar, how can people find you? Indar Hawaii on all my social, I-N-D-A-R, Hawaii, H-A-W-A-I-I, on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. It's all in our YouTube. We have our YouTube, and we do have a, a podcast as well um, that we're trying to grow. Um, but mostly on social, if you can go on to Instagram and just uh, like and comment and TikTok as well. And uh, I love answering questions. I love helping people. And so there's no dumb question out there because I have some dumb questions myself. So all questions are great. And, you know, just be respectful and mind. So, you know, mind, mindful of I'm not going to give you all my contractors and my private money lenders and all that kind of stuff because I do get those questions. Um, but, um, yeah, I love helping people and I love giving back. And worth, you can I'll give my phone number. It's 808-989-2323. You know, you can text me as well. But I love partnering with people. Love finding investors. Love love the business. I think there's enough for all of us, and I think we can all succeed in life. And in the flipping world, if everyone could do one flip, you know, it would, it would definitely change their, you know, your mindset. We make a hundred grand on a flip. You know, that's definitely a, changes people's income really fast. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, um, thank you for the abundant mindset, and I really appreciate you come to our podcast. Um, you know, that certainly encourages a lot of people who truly want to get in, you know, become a, a entrepreneur. Yeah. Because right? it's, it's not easier path, but it's an awesome path, right? Mm -hmm. If you, if you value your, you know, the freedom and also value your potentials, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Let me, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, if it's it's awesome to, it's hard because you're wanting, you're leaving your comfortivity of a, you know, a W-2 job of a making money and becoming an entrepreneur is a hard step because the unknown insecurities of it all um, and the grind of it all, it's not an overnight kind of thing. So right. if you can make a side hustle into a real thing, then go for it. Right, right. Oh, and did you give away the, uh, the 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 website that people can look for your active project? So, yeah, if you guys check out indarhawaii.com and you'll see our, our um, White Sands Capital and then you can click the link into our portal to see our, our Janesville property. It's a 
we're buying a multi, excuse me, a shopping center back with an office max. And there's a, also a shopping um, uh, mall. It's a whole shopping mall. And we're basically just raising the rents. Um, and that's how you value add and tell you a little quick difference between flipping and multifamily and commercials. In flipping, we, we increase the we add value by making a new floor, new windows, new cabs, new countertops. We're forcing the appreciation by making it nice, by adding value. In multifamily, in the commercial world, we are forcing value through, yes, we make it nice by adding new roofs and new things, but the value is in the rents and the expenses. So they valuate these big properties through the income and through the expenses. So if you can raise income and lower expenses, you're adding value to that property. And that's what we do in the in the bigger scale properties is we figure out how we can add, raise rents or rent it out and uh, lower expenses. And then the banks will evaluate that property a lot higher. And that's all we're doing in this big shopping centers uh, with the rents increased and uh, lower expenses, you know, we can uh, add value. We refinance it out and right, it's really right. fun, simple, very yeah. simple process, but bigger numbers. <laughs> right, right. And yeah, I mean, like, like like what you just said, right? Commercial real estate is being valued by the yes. NOI, right? Basically, yes, the net, net operating, operating income. Yeah. And if you can bump up the income or you can reduce the expense, there you go. You got a value add. Yeah, it's, it's a simple process to understand, but uh, it, sometimes you get too convoluted with uh, with the words and the lingos. And you just said it like NOI. If I was brand new, I don't think I even knew what NOI was because um, we in the commercial world, they use so much little uh, uh, acronyms, you know, like uh, right. we use it too much in real estate sometimes. Um, you know, S SFR, single family rentals, and all these little acronyms. I remember, I, I still today, I Google things. I'm like, what, what, was, what is that? What is that? And especially in the commercial world. But uh, yeah, I always try to break it down and keep it simple mm. for everybody. Awesome, awesome. Well, there you go. Great yes. content from Inder. I really appreciate your time again, my friend. Thank um, you. I, I hope that you would come back to our podcast next time when you close up your, your, your huge project. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Ben, for having me. Yes. Mm-hmm.